John Mulaney relays stories from his childhood and SNL, eviscerates the value of college, and laments getting older in this comedy special. Today on Gallantly Streaming, we're watching John Mulaney, Kid Gorgeous at Radio City. That's a title. It's a long one. I feel like we should we should just say that five times fast to make sure we're... John Mulaney, or Kid Gorgeous at Radio City? Yeah, I, you, you can't do it once. <laughs> Kid Gorgeous at Radio City. Kid Gorgeous at Radio City. Kid Gorgeous at Radio City. Hmm. It is hard. <laughs> Radio shitty? Is that what <laughs> I was about to say, you just got, you just, you just South Parked that shit. What is, is that vodka and Mountain Dew? What are you drinking in a fraternity? What's happening no, over there? No. We're in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a trashy margarita. Oh, no, uh, no, there is no vodka. There is no Mountain Dew. Um, the sour mix ha- uh, had some lemon in it and it's, and then I also put lemon seltzer in it, but it is sort of a twist on Amaretto Sour, actually, but... It's crazy green. Like, it's crazy alarmingly green. green. There, there, might be, there might be Midori in it, too, because, you know, I had Midori in my other cocktail. It, it's surprisingly good. Mmm. Sounds like a delicious cocktail. <laughs> mm-hmm. A cocktail. Uh, so, it's a drink that you can only look at but never drink. It's, uh, it's something. And so today we're going to discuss... One of our favorite stand-up comedians. I'm pretty sure I've, I've seen The Comeback Kid 10, 11, 12, 18, 62 times. I don't know, something like that. 62 times. It's a good number of times to see a, a yeah. stand-up special. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it never gets old. It's a, it's a great one. But so it was very exciting that John, uh, John Mulaney uh, released another special and... My only real disappointment was since he had just hosted SNL, that a lot of those jokes were repeated. Uh, but the, it, the timing was great. But today we have our first guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is John Mullaney. I am a stand up comedian who did the special in question. And how do you feel that this went? What was. What was your resounding... F- what are you doing? What- I'm trying not to laugh on Mike. It's uh, just, he sounds so good. I know, and he, and he recently he got, it got brought up again. After watching Kid Gorgeous, how do you feel it lines up with Comeback Kid and uh, New in Town? Well, I certainly made more money this time. Radio City <laughs> is not a cheap venue. Um, oh, John, you slay me. I mean, as a comedic <laughs> success, people laughed. Folks enjoyed themselves. If you'd been in the room, you would have known it was just a goddamn laugh riot. My friend Nick Kroll saw it, and he said it was a special. But I personally felt like there was material such as uh, my whole bitten binder bit, if you will. Um, Actually, it was the bitten binder clip bit, because it was about the money clip. But I... Felt like some of the original material landed well, and you didn't have to know my body of work. The whole uh, college bit has been embraced, and I consider pretty successful in the zeitgeist of popular comedic culture. Uh, but I can cop to recycling some material. The horse in a hospital bit I used on late-night talk shows before. But you know what? Uh, it's a hard job. You try and fill an hour talking. Oh, I can't. I, I mean, I barely can fill 30 minutes Right now. You get a lot of ums and a lot of huhs and a lot of cough, cough. It's a nightmare. 
So, yeah, I've, you know, used a little here or there and patched it up, but I think it was a pretty good special. I, you know, I agree. And I have to say, who of us cannot relate to talking about assemblies? I mean, I guess homeschool kids, but we don't know any of those. Those losers. <laughs> uh, but... I, I do I, I do love those those bits the uh, particularly when you have to have an assembly the day after the assembly because we're little monsters every <laughs> single one of us if you're under ten years old you're probably you are, a hell spawn evil uh, yes yeah, so that was that was absolutely delightful Skylar how did you feel about it uh, it's it's hard explaining your feelings about a special with the comedian. I know, on the other right? end of the it's line. Stressful. It's, Just act like is... my wife when we're making love. Pretend I'm not here. Melanie's killing it. I know he so is. It's a it's a good special. You know, it's it's a he's probably the uh the best stand-up comedian we have today. That's like still working. He's not a we've kind of entered this realm of John Mulaney running stand-up comedy, which is weird. And you, but, uh, you you got to be on SNL twice this year. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, I was I'm, there every day for four and a half years. It wasn't that big a deal. I mean, but we didn't see it, so there is no proof. Yes, True. but that also meant I could wear sweatpants every day and nobody cared. This time they expected something of me. I had to be presentable. I couldn't look like a fucking troll. The doll or the one who lives underneath the bridge? Hair from the doll, body from the bridge dweller. But once he's a little emaciated, so still the boils and coarse skin, but, I mean, look at me. It's like somebody put googly eyes on a broom. It's incredible. Uh, I mean, John, you are truly talented. Please, please, please. John is the very common name. Call me Mr. Mulaney. Okay, (laughs) Mr. Mulaney. You are incredibly talented. Hilarious, if I do say so myself. Uh, Thank you. I got to ask you, what went wrong with your TV show? Well, I think, you know, that's a very painful memory, but I kind of make a living talking about painful memories, so it's fine. I'll I'll, I'll muscle through. I think that the problem was people assume because I'm funny that I can act. Now, storytelling and acting are not the same things. I can relay things from my life to you in a comedic fashion without much rambling or, or frilly excess. You know, I don't like to pause a lot or get off my train of thought. But with acting, it wasn't really my life story. It was based on it. But then I had to put on the veneer of the actor. Plus, when you're opposite a great like Martin Short, who for some reason was hard up for cash, I guess, then, well, the emperor has no clothes, and it was pretty apparent. You know, it's not my discipline, not my craft, and I'll cop to it. But if I have a character, I think, that's a little more removed, that's a, not quite as, I don't know, the sort of Mobius strip or Snake Eats Tail that is me playing a version of myself, you know, I, I, I think I can do a little bit better. I think Oh Hello is a good example of me putting on a character that's such a character it's a bit... But trying to act like myself and just trying to have my wry sense of humor doesn't really work in conversation. You just end up bowling over people, you know? That's why I'm always excited waiting. Ooh, ooh, it's my turn to talk, Sue. My turn to talk. All right. Like what just happened here. So, so I've got to ask, though, in that, in that idea, are, were you the emperor or the, the invisible clothes? I was the naked emperor, yes. 
Okay, okay. I just wanted to be clear on that. Uh, how's Petunia doing? Petunia's doing well. Her bronchitis has improved, um, but now she has something called paw and mouth disease. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, mm. uh, it's apparently pretty common with French bulldogs, but um, we've decided to just have her live out the rest of her days like Bubble Boy, and she should be fine. So she'll just be roll around Brooklyn in the little bubble? She's going to move a lot faster than she could on those little spindly <laughs> getaway sticks. But yeah, that's that's kind of how she's going to get around now. It's going to be, uh, it'll kind of look like a Gap- Japanese game show, I think. You know, just a dog no, I, running around bowling into people on the sidewalk. Seems like something they'd watch. Sounds about par for the course for Brooklyn, though. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, John, since we have you here and... Everything you say, you know, it's going to have repercussions for John Mulaney, but not necessarily anyone else. So feel free to say what you want. Oh, New York, wow. New York's going through a bit of a time of crisis with uh, race relations. So how do you solve New York's race relations issues, John Mulaney? And remember, anybody else will not be affected by what you say. So just say it all. I think the thing we have to remember is that we all have a lot more in common than we'd like to believe. Uh, even though we have various cultural influences and feelings towards things like ascots and Connecticut and other white people things, I think that there's far more that unites us than drives us apart. For example, everyone, and I do mean everyone, enjoys candy. Some sort of candy. There is some sort of candy that you like. Even if you're one of those weirdos who doesn't actually enjoy anything sweet, but they're like, oranges are my candy. Or, oh, I'll have a margarita. That's my candy. Like, we all have something little, some little sweet treat that we like. Some little, some little, you know, little razzmatazzle Tootsie Pop or something. And if we can just do a survey of everyone in New York and find out what the favorite tasty treat is, or like the top five answers, load those up on all the ice cream trucks and just give them out to people so everybody's in like a sugar coma, right? Now, granted, we have a pretty high rate of uh, diabetes, so it may cause some problems. In which community would you say has the highest rate of diabetes? Well, some communities have higher rates than others, but... um, I have a feeling you're, you're trying to, to catch me in a Roseanne Barr situation, but the joke's on you. I don't have a show to cancel. They already did that. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. You're free to say whatever you'd like. So okay, thank you. Okay, okay. I appreciate that. Shut the door. If these goddamn Dominicans would just get in line, <laughs> assimilate, start playing baseball by the rules... No more doping. I'll say it. I'll say it. All the Dominican baseball players are doping. There. And you know what? Can I just say, this is on me. Do we have enough Puerto Rican Day parades? Like, do we have enough Puerto Rican It seems parades? like it I mean, goes like, on for a month. It's longer I, than Lent. I, 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 I don't know what they're it's celebrating. Not even a state. It's not a country. It's not a state. What are we doing? I don't know. Come on. Come on. So where's Kroll? What's he up to? I haven't seen him in a while. I mean, I know he's in that, like, aged basketball movie coming up, but... Oh, yeah. He is in, uh... We're sort of, uh, We're sort of at different points in our career. In that you have one? <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, oh. He's sleeping on my futon. Well, I mean, he hasn't been the same since he and Amy broke up. Well... That's his fault. I hey, warned him. Amy should have never been single, though. I warned him. I warned him. 
I said, you don't, you don't, you don't want to date another comic under any circumstances. Do not date another comic. Because then it's a competition to figure out who's funnier. And truth is... And the answer will never be you. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you got to take a hard look in the mirror and... That's what you get. How's your wife's lampshade business? I don't want to talk about anything financial, but it's middling. Well, I mean, she's a New York Jew, though. So, um, sorry, Maisie just had to read. Right by some Jewish shit. standards, so it's an it's it's an outstanding success, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, being a New York Jew, like it's definitely. Uh, I th- I think your bar's a little higher. Well, they all pass the bar. It's like part of being Jewish. You're good debaters anyway, so why not? Uh, not as good as my father, that fuck. Oh, I loved you bringing back your father and your mother. And uh, do you think your father actually did murder a girl in your childhood home? And that's why the ghost is there. I think it was some. Uh, it was a Victorian tea party for my older sister that went horribly wrong. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think. I think you're right. I, that's exactly what I assumed as well, John. And John, so we we are a streaming only podcast, so we have to. It has to be streamable for us to to watch it. So, do you have? We we think you have amazing taste in both dogs and locations for comedy specials. What what should we stream? Do you have like a top five on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and other? Oh, yes. yes. Well, I'm contractually obligated to talk about Netflix first because they've signed me for several specials, and I'm also on uh, on a good on – a, on a, it's, an, it's an okay show. It's a show, um, it's a show with my buddy Nick Kroll. It's, uh, it's a little an- animated flick. Well, it's, 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 it's a series um, that's called uh, – it's called um, – that doesn't fucking matter. Uh, but it's uh, it's funny. It's about puberty, and which is hilarious. But uh, it's it's called something. I, I I'll think of it. But anyways, that that that's a good one. I, I I'm a fan of that because I'm in it. You know, like mirrors. I really like mirrors. They always show this charming wraith in a three piece suit. Mm. What about black mirrors? I think that's oh, Netflix. I love Black Mirror. It's like looking at now, but for some reason you pay attention. And it's sadder. Well, I think everything's sad in like, the what right context. Well, yeah. That guy. The horse in the hospital. Mm. I also think that uh, there's an excellent show on Netflix called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt that's just dynamite. It's, uh, it's a Tina Fey shtick, and she's just swell. I knew her from my time at SNL, and she's got the, the Mean Girls musical, you know. She followed up to a much more successful rater, ratings number for when she hosted SNL than when I did. But it's not a contest. It's not a contest. It's fine. You know, I'm selling out Radio City and have a lovely dog, so we're all winners, right? <laughs> uh, there's, also, there's also good shows on Hulu. There's, uh, there's, there's The Handmaid's Tale, Ooh. which is... Great. Strangely erotic. Puts my wife in the mood every time. Now, granted, she yells, she, she yells obscenities at me the entire time and calls me a fucking cuck. But, Is you she know, it seems to do else? the trick. We don't have to talk about it. I told you Nick Kroll was saying <laughs> The Blind Brother. Oh, yeah, that was a movie he was in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Shout out to Adam Scott. Ugh. 
Autumn Scott. Autumn Scott, yes. Who <laughs> you look a lot like when you don't have a beard. Adam Scott. Oh, I could see it. Yeah. Oh, thank I'll you, John. S- I'll, I'll send You're you a welcome, photo. You're welcome, Adam. Shut up. <laughs> he looks like a cross between David Tennant and Adam Scott. It's interesting. Sounds blisteringly erotic. Oh, it is. But I mean, I and also you really, like this. You've really deal. tapped into Mulaney's to a T. It's all about eroticism. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything sexual, especially with the kids these days. Uh, speaking of, do you think your street smarts talks have led you to be competent if you get mugged on the street in New York? Absolutely not. I forgot everything the moment I became famous enough to be recognized in public. Now I can just go, help, help, I'm that guy you know from that stand-up special you scrolled past on the Netflix home screen. Help, save me. And if you're lucky. People come running to my aid. If you're lucky, Benedict Cumberbatch will be there. And he'll be able to save you. Oh, Benny, Benny, Cumberbatch. Something we'll be talking about for three days. The time Benedict Cumberbatch saved a, a bike delivery boy. This is the first time hearing of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I still remember when Hugh Dancy saved someone in a car crash. So Wait, have you heard about this, John? I have. I okay. have indeed. Yeah, so Benedict was in London. I was watching London. all of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt today. That's yeah, what I did he was, today. He was in London, and a car, or a, a group of four young men uh, grabbed a bicycle delivery boy off his bike. They were beating him up, and he was in an Uber, Benedict Cumberbatch was. And he stopped the Uber, he got out, and said... Uh, let that boy go. Oh, he probably said it in like a little more English though. And uh, he's stop that. None of that. No, no, stop that. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think the queen would approve of that. And then they said, "Oh, the queen, of course." And then they all scrambled away. I think you managed to take us on a little round-the-world journey through all the British Commonwealths with that wandering accent. That was impressive. York, Wales, New Zealand, Kingstown. We've hit them all. Oh, thank you, guys. You're, you're multicultural. Good compliments. Yes. Mm. Quite. Any other, uh, any other recommendations? You know what? There was this show that I wasn't going to watch. It was called The End of the Fucking World. <gasps> and I was like, no shit. But then I listened to a terrific review about it on a little podcast called uh, Gallantly Streaming. It was just fantastic. So I checked it out. Pretty good. I'm a little disappointed the teenagers didn't fuck at the end, but it was pretty good. Everything's sexual when it comes to children with you, isn't it? Well, they're teenagers. It's not uh, pedophilia. It's like pederasty, right? <laughs> Can we cut that part for, like, make that a little visualized Instagram ad for us and just push that out so John Mulaney <laughs> heaves praise upon gallantly streaming. <laughs> yes, we can. we can definitely do that. Because it sounds like John Mulaney's gallantly creaming his pants. Because he's so You erotic. spend all night working on that one? I come in here, bring my time, my talent, my wit to this podcast, and that's the amateur Bush League bullshit you're just going to softball out? Gallantly creaming? How long have you been sitting on that one? God damn it. So what I have to work with, John? This is- I don't know. He's late. He's wearing a hat indoors. He's on his second drink. I can't stand for this kind of unprofessionalism. I don't know why you put up with it. I think Adair, 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 Adair. John, Adair. John, Mr. Mulaney. Sorry. Thank you. 
you deserve better. You deserve better in a partner for podcasting. He can still be the guy who sits next to you at movies. That's fine. But you should demand higher standards. And for God's sake, get a headphone splitter. This one ear, (laughs) one ear thing. What are you, a couple of kids sharing a song on the subway? Oh, look at this. This is so great. It's from Ariana Grande. That's what you look like right now. Speaking of, did anybody see SNL's (laughs) own? Pete Davidson got an Ariana Grande tattoo already. Oh, my God. Three weeks he's got to lock dating. it down before she realizes that he's just a Benjamin Buttoning Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Accurate. Um, yeah. So he'll I, be a I baby re- soon? I read a lot. No, of- he's, he's, he's larval right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. She had a pretty decent, dirty Harry Potter joke on his Instagram. Do you have any 9-11 jokes, speaking of Pete Davidson? Uh... I was just thinking the other day that now that we've uh, have you seen you've seen Solo? I've heard the podcast. So uh, we need a movie about um, Saw Gerrera's crew of terrorists, like the rebellion terrorists, and they go around and everything they do is, of course, for General Akbar. And so they scream, "Allah, Allah, Akbar!" And then they blow people up. Cut that out. I take it back immediately. I don't need wow, that one could be right. Up. That 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 just looked like the kind of cartoon that would be, you know, posted by somebody with Pepe the Frog as their avatar. You <laughs> fucking dick. God. Way to sully Star Wars and perpetuate hurtful stereotypes about Saw Gerrera's men. Well, as long as we're talking about Sully, what did you think of uh, good old Tom Hanks' film from 2016, Sully? I thought Philadelphia was funnier. <laughs> Birds. <sighs> that was good. You, you, uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Thank you. All right. Well, John, is there anything else you want to share with us? Any Maybe some secrets you want to tell the audience? Yeah. Any insider secrets? Yes. Okay. At SNL. Everybody thinks that it's just a big old party all the time, but it's very competitive. It's very competitive. So everybody's pitching jokes all the time, working on sketches, punching each other's stuff up, tearing it down. That's funny. That's not funny. You know, that kind of thing. Um, But I found the secret to edge out any other joke writer in the room. So when somebody pitches a joke, you'll be the first to laugh, and you laugh real hard like a big blaring ha-ha or a ha. But then you immediately follow it up with something undercutting about the joke. So, for example, uh, Skylar, give me a joke. What do you call a lesbian who can't read? What's that? Don't look at me. It's your punchline. I wanted you to deliver the punchline because it's just so good. No, you do it. I forgot the punchline. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, that's that would be great at Second City's third stage. Oh. Okay, but that is that's some good secret. But I mean more about you, John. What haven't you told the audience about yourself? Since I've wear I've worn the same pair of no, sock garters no, for no, twelve John, years. No. We know the truth. You're not Mr. Mulaney. Your name's not even. John. How goddamn dare you? Just, it's okay. We're here. 
Is that how you want this podcast to end? You want me to just just drop it completely and just yeah. say, hi, this is Dan? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about it, Dan. Founder and CEO of Secret Weapon Productions. What, what causes I do the you intro. to need to to do this kind of thing? Why do you need this because kind of attention? Because at, at this point, seven different people in my life have told me how much my normal speaking voice sounds like John Mulaney. So when you guys decided to do this, you asked me to be on this show pretending to be John Mulaney. And for anyone who was offended by anything I said, a lot of that was quotes of his, <laughs> including the Dominican line. It's from Oh Hello. Watch the Netflix special before you crucify me. Your heightened version of yourself is Mulaney spot on. It's, I mean, we could use all that as promotion. It's really incredible. It's scarily accurate. It's not that far off because I have a higher speaking voice to begin with and we just do slightly different syntax. Now, the thing that people are missing right now because it's a podcast, not a video show is the very strange fact that you're actually a more handsome man than John Mulaney. When I first heard your voice and hadn't seen you the first he couple of months not... of our relationship, I was convinced you'd be you'd look like maybe a, a B-grade version of John Mulaney. I remember the reveal for the Oscar episode of yeah. Slow Clubs and Rewrites, and he saw you, and you didn't have a shirt on, as I recall. My nipples were too not hard. Not too different from right now. Not too different from right now. But uh, I'm getting full chest. A more oh. handsome version of John Mulaney. I mean, he doesn't look anything. No, like he doesn't. John he's, no, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a more just... handsome version of someone with John Mulaney's voice. Like a. I've I've been told like if Bradley Cooper's life just didn't work out. Yeah. Not, nah. Like if he'd had a real rough. I mean, can I ask you who said that though? Like who doesn't like you and just like came up with you know you know who you remind me of? Bradley Cooper. If his life didn't well, I, work out. Well here's the thing though, you're still I think like he's an attractive man. You're more than a decade younger than Brad Cooper though. Like he would trade That's spots true. with Brad, you. You're, you call him Brad? Yeah, you're, I mean once you go to the Poconos they're, with him buddies. a few times. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brad. I know that. I know that you have celebrity friends, Skyler. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the new trailer for Ant Man two that just came out, but Tim Heidecker is definitely in it. So, cheers to me being one link away from the MCU again. You were so. you were already one link away from the MCU. But I like Tim more than I like Greg. So okay, even closer. Wow, that's on the record. I, they're not gonna hear this, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> Unless this pod goes viral because we had a fake john mulaney on <sighs> dude i i honestly think we could do like phone calls we could call his relatives or doctors or like and we like could do just, a... we could we could steal john mulaney's identity with Remember? the help of but you. i think but but i think his his normal speaking voice is a little more subdued than i'm john mulaney and i'm performing right his It'd normal speaking voice more, is your normal speaking like voice yeah just kind of calling into the doctor to say yeah, can you tell me about the tumor you said I had? Great. Never call again. Hey, did you hear the Obama's got a Netflix deal? I did. It's gonna be my good dad for sent me that article and then said he might. He was. He's like, guess I have to cancel my Netflix subscription. He's like, oh, father, you're not gonna do that. You still buy Apple products and use Google products. So if this is gonna break your back with the liberalism, you're you're a liar. Must be hard to be a liberal because like, what phone do you operate with? Like a you know, a conservative, you mean? Moder- you mean a conservative? What did I say? Liberal. I'm drunk. Okay. <laughs> I told you. That's I... another thing, Mr. Bittenbinder. T- Bitten, ba- Bittenbinder. Bittenbinder. Bitten- there are good peoples. Bitten- Have you talked with him? I've heard a. Oh, we can edit this in the beginning of the conversation when you're Mulaney again. Have you talked to oh, Bittenbinder? Oh, we are. We're going to do that editing, Skylar. We are. Hmm. I meant the royal we. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 
So, John, Mr. Mullaney. Speaking. Do you talk to Bittenbinder at all? I've passed him on the street before. In Chicago? I tried to. Yes. Well, I was back home visiting my parents for my, uh, well, every time that, that I go, I see them and I see my grandparents. I see a few others. I call it the disappointment tour. And I ran into him on the street and I came up to him and tried to say, hello, Mr. Bittenbinder. And I was going to warn him about the special. And he just looked at me and said, you want it? Go get it! <laughs> Threw a money clip and ran off with a puff of smoke like a ninja. Sounds more like a cartoon coyote. More like a nanja. Batman ninja? No, it's, it's my favorite joke from the movie Speed Racer. Oh, well, I mean, once Speed Racer gets brought in, I think that's, that's the sign that we must go. Agreed. Well, Thanks for having me on, guys. This is super fun. Yeah, thank you for coming. Uh, 10 minutes of banter. Next time, I won't give Skylar two drinks in the in the course of an hour, and then and then yeah. It, I'll 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 hang out with you guys in person sometime. Um, and then it's weird, Skylar. I've never met you. That is weird, right? I haven't either. So. A Secret Weapon Production.